Welcome back to My Life, His Story. Last week, we started with part one of Wesley's story. Stay tuned, because here we come with part two. So last week, we left off. You were, you were in that bottom. Uh, you know, we talked about everything that had gone wrong, everything from childhood that led up to adolescence, that led up to bad choices and just not being able to figure out that led you to that room by yourself, that led you to that moment where death was an upgrade. Now, the good news is we're doing this interview. Right? <laughs> That's right. That's so right. because we're doing this interview, we know that the story wasn't over. Right. And so you had, you had started to talk about waking up the next day and, and that you cried out to God and were like, if you're here, help me. And so let me ask, let's just let's just kind of kick off there. Like, what did that look like for you? Yeah, man. Um, you know, I think a lot of people expect sometimes um, for that moment where you're willing to step out in faith and, and you take that leap you know, and, and, and you cry out to God, um, that just everything changes and everything's wiped right. clean, you know, and, and suddenly, um, uh, all those old emotions are replaced with good ones. And man, I don't know about you, but that was not the case for me. <laughs> like, like I, the, you, you hear all these stories about like somebody in a, in a tough situation, they cry out to God and they're like, help me. And then a random stranger knocks on their door and presents them with a Bible or, you know, somebody calls them and does that. And yeah, that happens. And that's awesome. But just because it happens doesn't mean that's the normalcy or doesn't mean that's how it's going to happen. Right. That's right. That's exactly right. And I think, too, we can we can go down a road in life for so long. Um, again, like I was describing that feeling of just a light at the end of the tunnel, a light of of hope and a, and a vision for the future of what's possible, just being completely diminished that is the one thing that did change, right? It was wow. like in that moment, there was just enough. Like I just had like a glimmer of hope. And, and the truth is that that's enough. That's you know, right. I think when we want to have the answers, we want to have a blueprint. We want to know um, how to take the next steps and where that's going to go and when it's going to happen and how it's going to happen. You know, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that in faith. Truly, you know, if we step out in faith, it actually requires that we don't have the answers, but we have mm -hmm. to cling to hope in that moment, you know, and, and that was that first step that I took was just waking up, just recognizing, man, it's, this is, this is not where I need to be. That's and, right. and for everybody that I care about, everybody that I love, the sense of purpose and meaning and, and what my life could be as a dad. You know, it's not this, it's not That's this, right. and there could be something better. And God, if I'm going to be able to get there, it's going to be with you, you know, and that was day one, but wow. dude, I'm a slow learner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I messed up a lot still for always, a long time. <laughs> I always tell people, man, like I hear these stories where people are like, and then God and like. I feel like God created me, so he knows me. So he yeah. doesn't like give me little hints. He hits me with trucks, and 90% of the time <laughs> I still miss it. You know what I mean? Uh, right. And I think yeah. we have that in common, Wesley. Uh, totally. No, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm exactly that way, man. I yeah. thought, um, 
you know, I, I did I did start taking one day at a time and, and one step at a time. Uh, but man, you know, the ability to to stay on the path, you know, that God has you on. And, and I'm, I'm sharing this with everybody that's listening too, because God has a calling on your life and he has a plan for you and he has a path for you to go on. If you're making mistakes and you're failing along the way, it does not mean it's because you're not good enough. It means that you're human. That's right. Right? It means that you actually need him. And every time something happens and you mess up and you fail and you fall off the path, it's okay. It's okay. You're not a failure. You're not worthless. You have meaning. You have value. You just need to be able to get back up and get back on the path. And the quicker that you do that, the better off everybody's going to be, <laughs> you know, That's, and, uh, I fell so off the weird. path a lot, man, <laughs> on the way, but, yeah. um, but God was there, you know, well, he was there. Speaking of, speaking of the path, like I know I'm curious. So if I'm curious, I'm sure everybody that's listening is too. Yeah. Uh, you went from eighth grade, eighth grade dropout to <laughs> Dr. Wesley Northey. <laughs> That's right, yeah. man. <laughs> How? Like that's yeah. my only question. How? <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting because um, during during a lot of the the storm that I had been in, one of the things that I wanted to be able to do and I was trying to do as a dad was be able to have some sort of career without a even you know I had my GED or I didn't at the time, but somebody had told me about massage school. <laughs> and I thought, man, that actually sounds cool. Like I might be able to do that. I looked into it. The summer program was four months. It was intensive. It was like five days a week. And I was like, I could go to school for four months. So anyway, I went to that school and dude, this was my first opportunity to like be in a position to help people at all, mm. you know? Yeah. And I, I developed and learned a skill that allowed me to help people in a way where they'd come in feeling bad, they'd spend an hour with me and they'd leave feeling better. And I just thought, this is the coolest thing ever, right? So when I started getting my life together, getting my life on track, started sobering up, I thought I had been familiar with physical therapists previously. And I just thought, man, what they're doing is so cool. You know, it's amazing helping people walk again and heal and recover. Uh, sure. I was like, there's no way I could ever go to school that long. You know, <laughs> it's just not possible. <laughs> But yeah. there was a physical therapy assistant program at a community college for two years. And I enrolled in some classes. And bro, I'm, I'm telling you, as soon as I started going back to school and getting into classes, it was like God put it on my heart that that wasn't what he intended, that he wanted me to go all the way wow. and to earn a doctorate. And, and looking at that as somebody with my background, again, just no high school experience at all. I just thought that's impossible that, that that's impossible. And, and it, he just laid it out very clearly that it was to be one day at a time, one semester at a time, one year at a time, and that's it. And I just thought this is crazy, but let's start going, you know? And I started on that path, uh, around that time I, I met my wife and somehow she believed in me. She saw through, uh, just the train wreck that I was. And um, I, it was the first time that I had somebody believe in me and at the same time, not put up with me. 
Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> that get what, that. Yeah. I needed, I didn't know this, but I needed somebody that cared about me that knew that, uh, good things could be in store for my life. But at the same time, when I tried to throw a pity party for myself and fall back into the victim, uh, mentality that they just weren't going to put up with it. And, That's um, right. That's who she was, man. <laughs> and yeah. who she still is, actually. She won't let me throw any pity parties. But no, I started, I started going back to school. And um, over that, that course of going back, I mean, it took eight years. You know, I'd gotten into, um, gone through, I did the two years at the community college. I transferred over to our University of Arkansas, finished with my bachelor in exercise science, kinesiology, um, restored my relationship with my children, uh, got married, um, had more kiddos. Um, you know, I, I ended up graduating. Um, I got accepted and went into a really tough program, a doctorate program. We got through all this and, uh, I was asked by my class to speak for our commencement ceremony and I'll never forget being up there, man. It was um, one of the most impactful moments of my life, actually, was being on that stage and having over 50 classmates that I had grown with, uh, having my family, my, my children in the audience, and, and being able to have an example for them for what was possible. And you know what? Being up there, I was honored, but I felt like I didn't belong. I felt like I, I, you know, there's imposter syndrome is this term that's used a lot. That was an imposter syndrome moment. I was up there. I'm like, man, if everybody knew who I really was, they'd be mm. like, get this guy out of here. You know, like he doesn't belong, belong here. You know what I mean? Sure. <clears throat> and, uh, this was the, the really big moment, man, was shortly after that I was working in a hospital, graduated and I'm sitting at home. Uh, on my couch, I'll never forget. Everybody had gone to sleep. I'm in my dream home with my wife, beautiful family, all those things that I had once thought would never be possible. You know, being a good man, being a good husband, good father, all these things, man, I was so blessed. So blessed. I couldn't believe it. It took over a decade. But I was sitting there, bro, and I still felt like no matter what I did, it was never going to be good enough. And wow. I, I literally, I sat there and I said, what do I do now, God? I thought I was doing everything right. And a few days later, you'll love this. I was listening to this uh, uh, random uh, track in my headphones. I was exercising and it was a playlist. And on, on one of the songs, they had overdubbed this, uh, this voice recording and said, you need a new mind in this deep voice. And uh, I looked down and it's this guy, Bishop T.D. Jakes, who I'd never heard yeah. of before. And he's going on about having a new mindset, you know, and I just thought, you know what? something clicked, man. And I was like, before I can change how I feel about myself and my heart, I have to change what I believe about myself and my mind. And through physical therapy school, we learned a lot about neuroscience how the, um, and neuroplasticity and how the brain changes. And I thought, you know, we can help people walk again who have had traumatic brain injuries and stroke. And I thought, if that's possible, I can surely change the way that I think about myself, right? So sure. I became obsessed with motivational speakers and coaches and mentors and just got immersed in programs and books and started to practice having a purpose mindset and being purposeful and believing yeah. in myself and all these great things. And, um, it was that time, man, 
we started going to some different churches and I, we were sitting in, uh, in, in service and the pastor had said what I'd heard a thousand times before, but it was something about the way that he said it. And he told the congregation that he's like, you know, you might feel really great about, um, your, your, the afterlife, you know, but maybe you haven't made Jesus actually the very center of everything in your life. And I thought, man, that is so true. I was like, I've spent over a decade and my relationship with God has just remained a box to check something else to do or to try to get right or to achieve or succeed or get together. I'm like, he's been so good to me. He's provided like this second chance that I've had at life. Like I can't even believe how good he's been to me. But in that moment, man, I was like, he's, he's not the center of everything. You know, he was just on the periphery. And so I I made that commitment. I said, all right, Lord, come into my heart. Like you're everything to me now. And, and bro, like (laughs) that's when life changed, man. (laughs) Like I thought life had changed before with all the good stuff on the outside, but he changed my heart, man. He came inside uh, it to live and reside in my heart, man. The Holy spirit did. And it was like a flame lit in my heart. That was two, two, 2020. And the next month, the pandemic hit, bro. <laughs> wow. Wow. And, you know, your your story from there is even, I mean, it's really, we could literally do a whole nother episode just on 2020 <laughs> till now. Yeah. Uh, but the kind of the cliff note version, you, uh, you kind of close your practice where you were yep. practicing as a physical therapist in a wellness center. And you start pursuing helping people through the spirit instead of through the body. And yes. And, and that kind of led to you and I getting connected and, uh, man, God just continued to show up and show off. That's it. No, I started, I started sharing my, my testimony, what I've been through. I knew people at home because of the pandemic were struggling more than ever with, addiction, depression, anxiety, and unfortunately yeah. suicide as well. And I, I learned the power in a testimony and reaching out to people that are going through the things that I had experienced. And I was doing that more and more, not really sure where God was taking me, man, but you're absolutely right. Uh, I was able to find reboot recovery and get connected and, uh, find out there was a place for me, um, in, in, in the team. And bro, it's, uh, like you said, it's been nothing but, uh, just got opening doors and, and moving since then, man. So I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. And again, I just want to encourage everybody out there. If you're in one of those seasons of life right now, where you just might be losing hope, you might think that I've been through too many different things or too many different challenges, or I can't get it together. or That can't be me. I, pro- I promise you, <laughs> like I'm, I'm living proof that anything's possible. I, I mean, God is so good and uh, he's there for you and he has a greater pur- purpose for you. If you're willing to chase after him and pursue him, he'll meet you where you're at and he'll provide. Man, I couldn't think of any greater closing words from such an amazing man. And, you know, Wesley, thank you so much for being willing to jump on my life, his story. Thank you for being willing to share your story. Um, knowing, just like you said, there's power in testimony. And we believe strongly that the way we connect with people is through the power of our stories. And 
in how our life has become his story. That's right.